a cuppa and a good chinwag? The story has real-life stories to inspire and make you smile. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the app. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. A sensitive conversation today about living and dying. Our next guest says in life, in ageing and in dementia, we are in the midst of death. Well, he says dementia changes people and often their ability to relate at a terrifying speed. Our guest today is Ben Boland, an aged care chaplain. He's an author, speaker and writer on aged care ministry and uh, writes extensively for the Eternity newspaper. Ben Boland, welcome back to 2020. Thank you for having me, Neil. It's wonderful to be back with you. Ben, it's a sort of a sensitive topic to be talking about, and people think about this in different ways. But as we get older, uh, we don't think of ourselves as being in a process of dying, and I guess it can sound a little bit depressing to some. Yeah, I think it's very much a sensitive issue, um, both in terms of ageing and in terms of dementia. They're both um, not easy and not simple things. Um, I think it's not simply when we get older. I think the illusion while we're younger is that we're invincible, um, but it's an illusion. Um, I guess as we become older, um, the illusion fades. and We start to see the cold, hard facts, if I can use that terminology. Well, from the moment we're born, in some sense, we begin a process towards dying, and that's not necessarily a pessimistic outlook on life. That's just the reality, isn't it? Life is a life is a, a terminal disease in some sense. Yeah, look, this side of the fall and this side, well, we, we are stuck between the fall and the new heavens and the new earth. Um, and we will either, Christ will come before we die or we will die. Um, that is That is just the reality. For those who take God out of the picture, it is much more depressing than when you've got God in the picture because... This spirituality side of us, the higher purpose, a assurance of salvation, these are the things that come with faith in God. And, and they've got special meaning too, especially for people who are ageing, Ben. Oh, very much so. Um, in fact, the research says that there's an increased interest in spirituality, and I mean that in the generic sense as opposed to the Christian sense, um, in older people. And while we're not sure, my personal view is that part of that is a recognition that the things that have kept our attention and we are told to keep our attention, beauty, strength, youth, power, as you get older, you realise that, A, you don't have them anymore, and B, that they weren't great masters. Um, So it it really is a challenge. Now, we're not all old and in aged care. Many of us will have parents who are ageing or grandparents who are ageing. And there's some differences, too, between men and women here. I note uh, you've been writing recently that, more specifically, dementia is the biggest killer of women in Australia. How do you explain that to people? Um, it's just the stats. Again, it's just the, the reality. I mean, for, for us as blokes um, in Australia, statistically speaking, we're likely to die of a heart attack. Um, cardiovascular disease is still the biggest killer of men in Australia. Um, but for women, um, the highest killer is dementia. Um, 
And I don't think we get, I don't think that gets enough um, airplay. I don't think it gets enough recognition. Um, lots of other female uh, diseases, one of those, um, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, domestic violence, which is obviously not a disease, but a terrible curse, um, disproportionately affect women. And there is significant fundraising and attention in attempts to deal with that. But if we don't realise the significance of dementia from a gendered perspective as well as a gender-neutral perspective, if I can use that language, um, we were not going to deal with it. Uh, You can't fix what you don't know. And as Christians and people who are concerned about our ageing relatives or the people in the nursing home that maybe our local church has responsibility for, uh, there's something extra special here in how we might be actually uh, orientating our lives to care for those. Yeah, I think we need to be remembering that dementia care um, is a form of palliative care. Dementia is a terminal illness. And we need to be thinking that way and approaching the care of these individuals in that way. That will mean for those who we know, know and love Christ, encouraging them and supporting them in a really hard time. It also means for those who may not know Christ, presenting him in a clear, concise and winsome manner that they may know him and know the surety of salvation, know hope both now and evermore. Ben, you like to explode some myths, and one of the myths you talk about is that uh, that somehow or other uh, you can lose your loved one twice. How does that work? It's a phrase I often hear, um, and you see in some of the um, popular level literature too, um, people say, oh, I lost mum twice. I lost mum five years ago when her, when her dementia kicked in or whatever, or it got severe at any rate, and then I lost her six weeks ago when she died. Um, and and it's really tricky. Um, from a relational viewpoint, the rapid changes that can happen with dementia do rapidly change the relationship, do rapidly change someone's ability to interact. And, and that speed can make it really hard and really challenging. But if we allow that to be our metric, then we end up with a horrible situation where we start saying, well, if you lost them once, well, are they worth worrying about? Um, I was speaking to someone just early this week who was saying that his mother had dementia. She'd been dead for a number of years now, but one of his brothers said, oh, I only visit mum once a year. That's all I need to do now um, because she's got dementia. That's a horrible situation. Because you don't know how responsive that person who is in aged care in fact is when there is a loved one around just because they can't communicate that well just because they can't communicate does that mean that we don't care about people who can't communicate um i thought we sort of cared about babies and last time i checked their communicative faculties were um, limited for want of um we care for people because they're people. We don't care for people because of what they can do um, in terms of finances or power or even in communication. We care for people because they're people created and loved by God and we are called to love them. 
And the words we use when we're describing our elderly loved ones, so those who are in care, you're saying that you've got to be very sensitive, very careful, even the way you use words, not only around those people, but also, no doubt, close family as well. Yeah, um, I think words are incredibly powerful. I think we all grew up hearing sort of sticks and stones to hurt my bones, but words will never hurt me. Um, and it's a life. Um, words frame our thoughts. What we say frames who and how we present ourselves. Um, words are incredibly important. And we need to be really wise and gracious in how we interact verbally and physically, of course, with everybody. Ben, let's touch on some practical things because lots of us might have an ageing parent or a grandparent and uh, we struggle sometimes with how we care and we might think uh, it's very good for a professional like Ben. He knows what to do, but what about me who doesn't have any special qualification and any training to deal with this? How do we provide care for those older family members, those people in our communities who are living with dementia as they are on that road to dying? I guess my answer to that is sort of twofold. Firstly, if you're not equipped, then get equipped. Get training. There is training available, um, both around ageing and dementia as illnesses and frailty, but also around Christian ministry in that space. Um, so when we start doing anything new, we don't know very much. Um, what do we do there? We don't throw our hands up. We just find the knowledge. And the internet's a wonderful source of knowledge. Ask Uncle Google. It's a great starting point. Um, secondly, people who are older, people who are living with dementia, share something unique with us. They are people. And each of us know how to relate as people. Now, some people are people people, and some people are loud and extras and umlets and are quieter. But we all have ability to relate um, and caring for someone with dementia, caring for someone older starts with relationship, starts with turn up, starts with listen, starts with prayer. How important is that prayer? Because sometimes when you're in the presence of someone who isn't very responsive, they're suffering dementia, that prayer can have a huge effect. How do you describe that? You, have you got any examples? Um, I've got lots and lots of examples, but I think I think as Christians, we can sometimes think that ministry, particularly powerful ministry, is done by the the, the amazing people, the Billy Grahams of this world. Um, I've just been working my way again through Acts, and and the transformation between Peter, who denies Christ three times and Peter, who powerfully and boldly speaks to the crowd, is not about Peter having done a Toastmasters course or a theology degree, but about being infilled by the Holy Spirit, about God's power working through Peter. It's not about Peter's power. Um, and that's true for each of us in our ministry too. Um, in all that we do, I am weak, but God is strong. And prayer is a powerful um way to reach people and and look ultimately conversion particularly is a miraculous event that only happens through God's work and lots of people I've ministered to and seen others minister to who live with dementia have come to faith 
Now, that is not um, saying that I'm a great evangelist. It is saying that we have a wonderful God who loves people and saves people. People who are young, people who are old, people who are incredibly intelligent, and people who are pretty confused. People like you and people like me. And Ben, Christmas is coming. Is this particularly a time of year when we ought to be extra attentive to the needs of our loved ones who might be suffering dementia or in aged care? I think Christmas gives us some wonderful opportunities to proclaim the Christmas story. Um, That's powerful in terms of a cultural sense. It's also a time when our culture emphasises family and gathering together. Um, And that means that particularly for people whose family um, don't see them very much. Um, And it's a time of real loneliness, particularly for many people in aged care and many people living in their own homes who are ageing or struggling with dementia. Um, So we have a wonderful cultural opportunity, if you will, to engage and to love. And when we do that, empowered by prayer, God speaks and God moves and he does wonders we cannot imagine. Or I think our listeners will hear your heartbeat when you say it's a good thing to engage, to be intentional about how you express your love to your ageing relatives. And uh, let me point people to how you can connect with Ben Boland. Uh, He has YouTube clips, one called Jesus Love in Aged Care. You'll be able to find that. Simply search for Ben Boland on YouTube. You You can connect with Ben on LinkedIn. And you can connect with Ben too through his books, co-author of Jesus Loves Me and one called Joy to the World. They're available through Hammond Care and the Bible Society. Ben Boland, thanks so much for sharing your wisdom and insights with us today on 2020. Thank you, 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's been a privilege. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.